1: Carved from the American South, North Carolina and South Carolina, intertwined by history and geography, offer a tapestry woven with diverse landscapes, vibrant cultures, and a rich tapestry of stories. From the majestic Blue Ridge Mountains to the sun-kissed beaches, these states hold a unique charm, beckoning visitors and residents alike with their Southern hospitality and distinct character. But even with all the positives in the Carolinas, there's also a sinister undertone to these incredible states. North Carolina grapples with higher rates of property crime, particularly in the urban areas, while South Carolina sees more violent crimes concentrated in specific pockets. Victims, families, and communities bear the brunt of violence, property damage, and the erosion of safety. Just like with most crimes, the statistics that come along with them are a lot of times related to drug use, or dealing, and gang activity. They're isolated to small areas. On the exceedingly rare currents, there are violent crimes that are created by those who've lost their sanity. Yes, this can happen in any state, but today, I'm talking about the Carolinas. Welcome back. The music City, nine one one.
2: Hey, police,
3: what's Hi, yeah, I live in Brussels Drive. Um, I'm not sure if this is really more of a mortgage situation or not, which is why I'm just calling the uh, yard guys as well directly. Okay, but my neighbor. What's your address? Sorry, Brussels Drive.
4: How do you spell your
3: street? I just can barely hear you. Sorry, um, it's Brussels, B as in boy, R-U-S-S-E-L-S, so like a Brussels sprout.
4: Okay, I
3: got you. Yep. But my neighbor's in the backyard just like screaming at the sky, and he's sort of like pacing back and forth. We're in the townhouse community, so we share a wall, and he's just right out there pacing around. I heard something about burn the Catholic Church at some point, and it's just can't fully hear what he said, but it's just been, like, screaming, rambling for the past so 20 minutes. they're behind Yeah.
4: Do you know their address?
3: Uh, I don't. It would either be, let's see. So it might be, like, uh, we're a townhouse community, so he's right. We share the wall. He's the only unit that's right beside me. I'm an in unit and he's just right beside me. So he's pacing around and just a, a
4: okay, so he's that
3: shared back space.
4: Okay. So he's behind you when you walk in.
3: Yeah. So the backyard of the townhouse community, uh-huh. yeah, he's walking through there. Cause we don't have like a full blown being just a townhouse. It's just big, uh, grassy space back there connecting everyone.
4: Okay. And what is he saying?
3: Um, it's mostly muffled yelling. I just heard at one point something, I think I heard him say that his dad dead at one point. And then I heard something about like burn the Catholic church at another point. And it just, it seems like just rambling. I try to look and I don't see that he has like a phone or anything to be actually having a conversation with someone. He's just pacing on, he does have a pool stick and he's sort of swinging that around. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with him.
4: And he, is he waving that around?
3: Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone's out there. I haven't seen anyone else. I've been to – I don't really want to go out to do a noticeable look by any means because I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> okay, but I don't think anyone's out there with him.
4: Okay. Can you describe him to me? Is he white, black, Hispanic, Asian?
3: Um, he's white uh, around like mid-30s probably. Um, He's usually wearing a baseball cap. I think he's wearing his baseball cap now. Yeah, he's wearing a baseball cap right now. Um, I do know from a previous conversation with him being next to neighbor that he – does have like a head injury from a past, like, uh, I think he was in the military in the past. So I don't know if that's directly related, okay. but it's sort of <laughs> more specific, but.
4: Okay. Do you know what else he's wearing besides the baseball hat?
3: Um, a blue polo shirt.
4: I'm sorry. What color shirt?
3: Blue polo shirt.
4: Okay. And what kind of pants jeans? Um, I think
3: they're probably like cargo shorts. Okay. Yeah. Cargo shorts.
4: Okay. Do you know his name?
3: Oh, no. We have a nosy neighbor who just got involved. I think it's escalated like on a little, um, we have an older lady who just walked over and tried to talk to him.
4: Okay. All right. Let me get an officer started over there. What is your last name, sir? And your first name. Okay, hold on one second. Let me get an officer started out there to you, and then I'll get some more information from you, okay?
1: Apex, North Carolina, January fifteenth, 2024, at around 3 p.m. Police get a call from a concerned neighbor in the South Walk community. He's reporting that a man is in his yard, yelling and screaming at the sky about random things like burning down the Catholic Church. The dispatcher gets identifying information regarding the person's clothing and personal description, as well as, most importantly, the location of where he is. Being that the caller didn't know his exact address, the dispatcher asked some very good questions to try to narrow down the townhouse where the suspect is in relation to the caller. In a normal neighborhood filled with houses, this is an important bit of info to get, but a bit easier. In a townhouse community, where the units are only separated by walls, obtaining an exact location, is even more crucial. Later in that segment of the call, we hear an elderly neighbor walks over to talk with him. The call continues and takes a startling turn.
4: Start it out there to you, and then I'll get some more information from you, okay?
1: Okay. All right, hold on. What was that?
3: Oh, was that a gunshot? Is it what? I think I just, there's this loud banging. I think there's a gunshot. I don't know, are you sorry? I think, there was, I think that was gunshots. I don't see him anymore. I don't know where they went.
4: Okay. I do have two officers coming out to you. What Why don't okay. you stay on the phone with me and let me know what you can see or yes, hear sir. without putting yourself in harm's way at all, okay?
3: Okay.
4: Do you see if he has a gun?
3: No, I don't. I don't know where he went. I heard the neighbor coming over and I heard him yelling and then I heard... Thanks, that sounded like a gunshot, but I, I don't know.
4: Okay, can you still see him outside?
3: No, I do not.
4: Um, okay, can you still see your neighbor, your that older woman that went over there?
3: No, I heard her at, uh, They're probably on the side of the house, but I don't have a window on that side part. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get an angle.
1: A person having a mental break of some sort is alarming enough. They're not thinking normally reality has left them it can make someone do very irregular things it's definitely something no one close by wants to be part of when weapons get involved that ups the ante a huge amount if that weapon is a gun even more danger is present firing the gun puts the lives of everyone surrounding them in danger officers en route are updated of the increased danger involved in this when the gunshots are heard, multiple neighbors start phoning in.
5: Nine one one. What's the address of your emergency? Repeat it one more time to make sure I have it correct. Okay, and tell me exactly what's going on there, sir. Say again. Tell me exactly what's going on there. I did not try Somebody
3: just shot through the house or something.
5: You heard. You heard the gunshots as well. Really- yes. Yeah, we're getting a lot of calls right now. Just stay uh, safely inside your home. We're getting help on the way, okay?
3: All right, thank, thank you.
5: 911, what's the address of your emergency? Uh, uh, yes, sir, is this is about the gunshots? Yes. Are you just hearing uh, he- them? Do you see anything? I'm hearing them.
3: I walked outside. I heard someone screaming.
5: Uh, okay. All right, I heard a man screaming. Right now, we're getting fire. Police and EMS on the way. Please stay safely in your home. Okay.
3: Okay.
6: Don't thank you. you. bye. And I'm inside. Apex Police. What's the location of your emergency? Okay.
3: Bussell tra- Drive. For shots fired.
6: Okay. Thank you. In the care. neighborhood.
3: Not, not in the house. In the neighborhood.
6: Hi, caller. Are you able to see who's shooting?
3: I didn't see the shots. I, um, all, so, so I saw I saw another neighbor across from me step outside. Um, so we locked eyes, and so we saw someone down the street pacing, but we heard the shot. Those did the entrance of the neighborhood. So, so something happened, multiple shots. I would say at least five w- okay. w- were fired.
6: We do have officers in route over there, okay? As long as you don't see the suspect shooting, I'm going to disconnect and pick up another line, okay?
3: Please do. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: As you can imagine, with dozens of townhouse units all in a small area like this, when someone's out shooting, everyone within earshot of this is going to be aware of the situation and several will start dialing nine one one about it. The original caller that we heard. Still on the line as other calls start flooding in, relays more information about what he is seeing.
4: Okay, I want you to stay in the house, okay, if that's the safest place for you. They're
3: down there's two multiple people across the street that are down. They're what? The two people Nancy and someone else is down in the grass. they they're out. So that was definitely a gunshot.
4: It was definitely a gunshot.
3: Yeah, because they're they're laying in the front yard. They're spread they're spread out.
4: Who who's spread out?
3: Um, my neighbor uh, across the street, the one who came not, to check in.
4: They ran away. They're not laying on the ground or anything, correct?
3: Hold on. No, they are on the ground. That's what I'm talking about. They're just hold on, hold on the ground.
1: On. We now potentially have victims of the suspect who was shooting. Two people down in the yard. Invisible, not only to this caller, but to other people close by as well. After hearing shots, people start looking out the window, and they see the two people on the ground.
7: Now, one address to the emergency.
3: Yeah, uh, Brussels Drive in Apex. Our
7: what guy is the shoot- address number?
3: What? Brussels driving on Apex.
7: All right.
3: Brussels Drive. somebody got shot? Yeah, two. Uh, a guy shoot there's two bodies in the in the street, you know. Two bodies
7: in the street.
3: Yes, and right. someone it's just shoot. Uh, I I believe, you know, I, I'm not going outside to verify. All right, but some me, guys should.
7: Give me one second. I'll get you over to Apex.
3: Okay.
4: Apex, please. Is this an emergency? Yes,
7: it's the yeah. shooting. I got a witness on the phone. That's
3: yeah, that I Brussels see.
7: Drive is a, could be a shooting, double shooting. I'll be listening on the line for the EMD portion. Okay. I, go ahead. Is there,
5: mul- sir?
3: Okay. Excuse me. Where,
5: where do you live?
3: Brussels Drive.
5: Okay, we have multiple multiple officers in route. Do you see the person?
3: I saw someone with blue shirt. It's okay. just that that I saw, you know. She shoots the uh, when I went to... Okay, right. so We
5: have officers in route, okay?
3: Okay, bye. Okay.
1: As police are still on the way to the very active situation going on, more calls are still coming in. And with an incident like this, they want the best description of the suspect as possible. If the description can be confirmed by multiple callers, that makes narrowing down who the suspect is much easier.
6: Police, what's the location of your emergency?
1: Okay, it's here. It's here. So I got a guy who's got the eyes on my suspect
3: for the shooting.
6: Okay, thank you so much. Hi, sir. Can you give me a description of him, please?
3: Yeah, blue t-shirt, khaki shorts, blue sneakers, and he's got a baseball cap on. He just picked up the gun, put the magazine back in the gun, went over to the two bodies. Now he's walking across the street, but I can't see anymore.
6: How many people are down?
3: I see two people down. One looks female, one looks young male I can't tell it's on the corner of like on this woman's lawn I don't think it's the woman that was there though okay which
6: direction did he go
3: my side of the street I can't see anything I don't see him walking up anywhere so I don't know I'm at my my front window but I don't want to
6: was he black white Hispanic Asian white suspect hello I'm still here. I'm just relaying that information to my office. Okay. Since you can't see him anymore, thank you for calling. I'm going to pick up another line, okay? Okay. Thank you.
1: With every call that comes in, the picture is painted further in this still-developing scene. The callers who have actually seen the suspect, they've all given roughly the same description, with this last one saying that he apparently dropped the magazine from his gun and put it back in. He's now walking around with it. After reports of a shooting... The person holding the gun is the easiest to single out as a likely suspect. The next caller has a bit more than just his eyes on him, though.
7: Now one address to the emergency.
1: Brussels Drive in Apex.
7: Are you calling about the subject we got shot?
3: Yeah. Where,
7: where's the guy with the gun?
3: I, I'm looking at him right now. I have to have him at gunpoint. But he's yeah. walking away. He's actually going. To- All
7: right. Do not shoot him. Do not shoot him.
3: I am not shooting him. He has what to address are you 16... in
7: front of? I'm what in front ad- of 16.
3: Yeah, I just asked who went back to my house at 16.
7: I lost him. I don't know where he went, actually. So does he still have a, a gun with him?
5: He still has a gun with him, yes.
7: All right, is he black, white, Hispanic, or Asian?
3: He's a he's a white male, blue shirt, khaki pants with a baseball cap.
7: Which way did he run off towards?
3: Um he's right now between um
7: All right, let me get you over to Apex Police. Let me speak first. Okay. I want you to huh? put your gun down. I don't uh, want I'll the police to be you. Police with the location of your emergency. So this caller had the subject at gunpoint. I've given him to you for instructions for your officers. The suspect's last seen between 1628 and 1630. He still is armed. 1628,
6: 1630. Got it. Thank you, Carrie.
7: All right, sir, go ahead and speak to Apex. Follow their instructions. I see I them right know. now. They're outside.
1: I want to issue a pair of cautions on a call like this. To dispatchers, I would be hesitant to tell a caller directly to not shoot someone. At no point would we want even more people to get shot, even the suspect. But telling someone holding a suspect at gunpoint to simply not shoot them, that could potentially create another victim, with the suspect being able to point his gun at the caller and shoot. In situations like this, I would advise to only do what you feel is necessary to protect yourself or others. If there is an immediate threat to the caller, like the scenario I gave with the suspect turning and pointing his gun and potentially firing at the caller, I wouldn't want the caller having any hesitation in protecting himself or anyone else. The laws on this vary from state to state, so if you're a dispatcher listening to this, please consult with your legal team for the best advice for a scenario like this. The other word of caution, and this one is for everyone else, don't create more victims. If you hear shots fired in your area, phone the police and remain in your home. Stay in the safest location possible. Don't put yourself in a scenario where you could become the next victim yourself. The only time I myself would ever feel comfortable in a shooting situation like this is if the threat was imminent and there was nothing else I could do. If I were standing in my front yard, and I'm feet away from this shooting going on, and the suspect is walking towards me or someone else that could become a victim, only at that point might I intervene. I'm not sure of the caller's proximity to the suspect initially, but if he was any distance away and not in direct harm's way, if I were him, I would walk back inside my house, lock the doors, and wait for police to get there. And at the end of the call, that's exactly what happened. Police arrived and almost immediately found the suspect. He was still armed with a gun and was issued commands to drop it. He did that and was taken into custody with little incident. I say little because after he was handcuffed and being led back to the patrol car accompanied by two officers, he was still yelling this time directly into the ear of one of the officers. He was loaded in the back of the police vehicle and taken to jail. Paramedics were given the okay to enter and started working on the two victims, both transported to a local hospital with multiple gunshot wounds. Neither were able to be saved. The victims were 69-year-old Nancy Taylor, a grandmother who moved into the neighborhood to be closer to her family and was a leader in the local homeowners association, and 37-year-old Gabrielle Raymond. Nancy Taylor was the elderly woman the first caller said went over to talk with the suspect. Gabrielle, she also dialed 911, but not in any of the calls we heard. I'll play her call now, but be warned up front. The call is very graphic and difficult to listen to. If you don't want to listen, I'd skip ahead about 20 or 30 seconds.
7: Now I want to address the emergency
1: Gabrielle was getting shot while on the phone with 911. I've said before that when you're a dispatcher, there's always a chance you'll be the last person someone ever talks to. That's what happened in this. The suspect, 37-year-old Harry Hardman, has been charged with two counts of murder and one count of animal cruelty. After police took him into custody, they found that he had shot and killed his dog, too.
0: purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Greenville County
2: 911, what is the location of the emergency?
3: Is this the police?
2: This is the Greenville County Sheriff's Office 911. Do you have an emergency?
3: Wait. My wife would like to speak with you guys. She would like to talk about an issue. Are you ready?
2: Put her on the phone.
3: This is Walter McDonald. Do not come with blue lights and ambulance and bullshit.
2: Just show up and help her. Hello? Yes, ma'am, this is nine one one. Do you have an emergency? I don't think it's an emergency. Okay, uh, what's the address? The address is, um, what the hell's the address? Um, oh, God, what the Mm -hmm. hell's the address? Are you at 30 Pico Drive? Yes, Clicat Drive. Okay, what's going on? Um, he is basically making me uncomfortable. I don't know if he's going to try to do anything with me or not. Um, he is, I think he's having an affair with some of the women and I don't know what's happening. And I confronted him and he got kind of aggressive. And I, I don't, I really don't know how to, I don't know how to address this situation.
0: Um yeah, what's your and, name?
2: And your, is the phone number you're calling from? Yes. Okay, and is this your husband? Yes. What's his name? Walter McDonald. Is he white, black, or Hispanic? Neither. So he, what's his race? Um, white, open, Escogarty I'm sorry, what? Um, he's just, uh, let's see. I don't know what you would call it. Just is he white? He, is he black? Is he Hispanic? Is he Asian? Right. He's white. Right. Oh, he's he's right. white. Okay.
0: Does anybody have any
2: weapons? We have a house full of weapons. Does he have a weapon on him right now? Not that I know of. No.
1: This call was a pretty odd one. The mail portion of this said that his wife wanted to speak regarding an issue, but didn't say what it was. He also added that he didn't want the police or anyone else to come with lights or sirens, or as he said, bullshit, just come and help her. His wife got on the phone saying that he was making her feel uncomfortable. And she believed that he was having an affair with another woman. It wasn't easy to tell him the call but the male caller, Walter McDonald III, is an 81-year-old man. It wasn't said anywhere what the age of the wife was. The call was placed from the residents at 30 Pequot Drive in the suburbs of Greenville, South Carolina, on December 27th of last year. Deputies from the Greenville County Sheriff's Office responded to the scene to try and figure out what was going on. We'll join them with a the body-worn camera audio as deputies walk up to an open garage and make first contact with the female caller.
8: Hello. Hi. Did you call? I did. What's going on? I don't
2: know. Did I... you call? Yes, I did.
8: All
2: right. I called because he told me to call and now he's mad because I called. <laughs>
8: Alright. Oh, that's my shepherd. Can you put your shepherd away, please? I can
2: pull my shepherd away. Thank
8: you. This is dog. Just hold tight. Just stand still. Can you, can you lock him in a room, please? Thank you. Is that the only dog you have? Alright.
0: You would actually like him if you met him. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
8: I, I, All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk to your husband then. Bill
0: if... Okay.
8: Bill okay. Is he inside? Yeah, he is. All right. Do you mention anything? Did you mention a gun? Well,
2: you have weapons in the
8: Okay, case. but nothing was brandished or taken out uh, today. I don't want to check. Hold like, on Hello, I'm asking you right now.
2: Uh, not not to me,
8: no. No, you mean not to you? No gun You're
2: you anything at me or anything. Okay. Um what's
8: your husband's name? Walter. Walter?
2: That? Park where, where
8: is he at right now?
2: Okay. Is
0: he, into
8: is he in the room where you put the dog? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Walter, Sheriff's Office! Yes. He's got the gun in his hand. Do me a favor, put the gun down. I, not it you. I understand that. Put the gun down. Step into my attention. No. Hey, he has a gun in his hand. Put the gun down. This is the sheriff's office. Can you hear me? Dear, what's your name? Hey, what's your name, dear? What's your name? Hey, come on out. Come on, come on, come on. Is he on Yes, he has a gun out right now. He's pointing it up at the ceiling. You, come on. Out. Let's go. Anybody else in there? No, my dog. Cover, cover, bring her back, yep. hold her. Let's go. You're coming
1: with me. Once deputies entered the house through the garage door, they turned a corner looking into the living room and found Walter sitting in a chair facing them with a handgun pointing up at the ceiling. They asked him to put it down, but he refused. At that point, the female was asked to come outside and she was driven down the road to a safe location as other deputies were called to the scene. The house was then surrounded with deputies keeping eyes on any entry and exit points. Walter then walked to the front door with a gun still in his hand. Uh, doors open. Sheriff's office, let me see your hands. Doors
7: open. The subject's walking
8: out. Let me see your hands. Put your hands up for me and step out. Step outside.
6: He still got it in his hand.
1: Walter then retreated back inside the home. Deputies on a different side of the house witnessed him walk out of another door with the gun still in his hand. They also issued him commands to put the gun down. Still refusing to do so, he then turned and pointed the handgun at the officer, giving the orders for him to drop it.
0: Listen, dude, show me your hands. Hey, put the gun down. Put it down.
8: Put it down. Put it down, bud. Hey, let him know I got contact on site 3, somebody.
0: Somebody get in there tell them that I got contact on site 3. Hey! Just fire shot. Watch your watch!
7: Him. Watch! Him. Uh, I see
8: him. Raw, both thirty one. No shot, no shot. I see him, hold on. She's fire, she's fire! She's fire! She's fire. fire get around the
1: As you could hear, multiple shots were fired. Preliminary reports haven't said if he fired the handgun or not, but it sounds like there were multiple calibers being fired there. After the ceasefire was called, deputies rushed in to secure the suspect and immediately called for medics. Walter was hit multiple times and was pronounced dead at the scene. It's only been a little bit over a month since the shooting happened, and to my knowledge, there's been no indication of why Walter would have wanted to not only make his first interaction with the deputies while holding a gun in his hands, but later pointing the gun at them, causing them to fire on him. In total, four deputies fired their duty weapons. All four have been cleared of any wrongdoing and have returned to service. It was all a very sad situation, and we may never know what his motives that day were. That'll do it for this episode. If you've been enjoying the show, you can help me out by giving a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Join up with me on any social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, etc., and come over and get some chatting going on in the Music City 901 podcast discussion group on Facebook. I'm generally a bit more active there, talk about the cases and share some other good bits as well. A bit of a bonus for everyone, you'll have two episodes in two days. Tomorrow, on Valentine's Day, I'll be releasing a collaboration I did with several other podcasts where we go over cases of love gone bad. My segment is one you've likely heard the episode on before, but it's still worth listening to, and the others are some very interesting cases that I'm sure you'll find pretty fascinating be looking for the broken hearts collaboration tomorrow until next time for music city 901 i'm brandon and y'all have a good one